Hey there, everybody, and welcome to a very special episode of Weekly MTG. Uh, today, we are going to be giving a first little sneak peek at Innistrad Midnight Hunt and uh, more of what's to come for Innistrad in 2021. Uh, I'm looking at chat already, and just to confirm, yes, we do have some preview cards to show off to folks today. Uh, just a little bit, just a, a bit of a, a sneak, sneak peek taste uh, before we dive deeper into previews later. Uh, probably in about a month, just a give take. But first, uh, let me introduce our guests that we have for today. So first up is Mike Turian. Mike, if you could tell us a little bit about what you did for this set. Uh, hey, Chris. Uh, for Innistrad Midnight Hunt uh, and also uh, Crimson Val, I was the product architect uh, for both sets. So uh, when we're talking about the product lineup and some of the, the special booster fun, that's that's really where I spent uh, a lot of my time and attention. Very nice. And then uh, Ethan Fleischer is also joining us. Now, Ethan uh, is probably the person most responsible for making sure that Asmarana, Marduk, Dicey, Nicole, the car made it into Modern Horizons 2. But you were also nice involved uh, with... Thank you. Thank you. I never practice that name. I, uh, that's the first time it just <laughs> slipped out. And it just happened. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you could tell us a little bit about uh, your involvement with uh, with these sets. Oh yeah, so I led the vision design team for uh, Innistrad. Um, um, <laughs> what's the set we're talking about? For Midnight Hunt. Midnight yeah. Hunt. <laughs> Midnight Hunt. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I still I still think about them as their uh, code names, which is golf and clubs. Um, so right. yeah, we we uh, came up with the the big themes for the set uh, and uh, a lot of the mechanics and some of those mechanics as we'll uh, we'll find out made it into this set and some of them made it into the next set and uh, then we handed off to the set design team for final design awesome very cool uh, now before we talk uh, talk about these sets in particular let's just do a little background for folks um, so the world of Innistrad uh, Innistrad was first uh, revealed, debuted to folks back in 2011. Uh, if anybody in the chat wants to feel uh, feel the passage of time creep across their backs, uh, just keep 2011 <laughs> in mind. Um, and Innistrad is uh, a fan favorite world. We know people love uh, going to Innistrad. It is uh, heavily inspired by gothic horror and all of the terrors of the night, classic monsters, uh, that sort of lurk around every corner and in every shadow of Innistrad. Um, you know, there are werewolves, vampires, zombies, all all sorts of creepy crawlies anywhere you look. Um, uh, in about, what, five or six years ago now? And uh, we, we went back to Innistrad for the first time with uh, Shadows Over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon, uh, where it was discovered that the Eldrazi had a big influence on the plane. They were slowly corrupting it, and eventually it was revealed that Embercool was, in fact, the corrupted force on Innistrad. Um, since that time, we are now sort of... Uh, it's been a few years in the world of Midnight Hunt now that we're back to, you know, Innistrad sort of, you know, not back to normal, because nothing is normal on Innistrad, uh, and certainly nothing is peaceful. Uh, but we are back to the Innistrad, uh, more more like the Innistrad of 2011. Uh, the Eldrazi are, are in the rearview mirror at this point. Uh, their influence is slowly and, and, and 
finally receded from the plane and now we are back to the horrors that we uh we've come to know and expect and love from Innistrad um so first up uh let's uh, Sean if you could pull up some of the the landscape art some of the just a, a peek at what Innistrad looks like right now uh you can sort of take a look here and while we do um yeah uh Mike and Ethan if you could just talk a little bit about sort of what what to expect this time around on Innistrad compared to what we've done previously and sort of uh, where the world sits right now. Right. So for Innistrad Midnight Hunt, we kind of looked at all of the Innistrad sets. This is the sixth set that is set on Innistrad. And we, we've seen Innistrad with a lot of different phases. We've seen the sort of classic horror trope Innistrad. We've seen you know, go deep on monster tribes in Estrad. We've seen uh, Innistrad covered with angels, and we've seen Innistrad be invaded by the Eldrazi. And for for Midnight Hunt, we really wanted to to reset Innistrad to sort of the the classic original 2011 version, where horror monsters from from classic horror films are menacing humanity. And who is going to protect them? Because Avacyn is dead now. Right. <clears throat> that is one of the, the big uh, sort of cliffhanger plot moments that happened uh, in the last block. And so now we see an Innistrad, uh, and to give a little taste of the story to come, uh, the nights are getting even longer in Innistrad. Uh, the, the sun is rising later and setting sooner. Uh, things are very chilly and cold, even colder than normal on Innistrad. Uh, unusually cold for the fall time frame uh, that we see here. And uh, the, the set sort of opens with uh, the, the upcoming Harvest Tide Festival that uh, a lot of the, the witches and warlocks in Innistrad believe is going to uh, fight back against that encroaching darkness and the ever-increasing terrors that are coming out of it. Um, right. Is... The, uh, without Avacyn's protection, the humans have to turn to older and perhaps darker magics to uh, stave off the onslaught of the different monsters, most particularly the werewolves. The werewolves are going plum loony in uh, Midnight Hunt. <laughs> Those gosh dang werewolves done gone mad. Um, but yeah, uh, you can take a look here. We have uh, this piece of, of uh, key art for the set. You might might recognize this particular figure. We're not gonna we're not gonna name names, but I think I think we know what's going on here. Uh, so expect to see uh, werewolves of all kinds uh, coming back for this set. Now uh, we do have uh, just to sort of talk a little bit more about the, the set itself. Sean, if we could move towards the sort of product lineup that people can expect to come with Innistrad. And uh, Mike, if you could just sort of walk us through what, what we're looking at here and what fans can expect uh, when Innistrad Midnight Hunt comes out. Yeah, for sure. So on the, you know, Innistrad uh, Midnight Hunt, as what I'll, I'll call a full product lineup, right? You, you see on the, the left-hand side of your screen, uh, the set boosters uh, are continuing. Uh, those are 12, 12 card packs. Uh, and they, they include an art card and, and, and just lots of goodness. A really fun uh, opening experience where you can, you know, soak in all that creative uh, and, and all of the, the cards that Midnight Hunt has to offer. 
in, in the middle, we have the collector booster. Uh, the collector booster is where you'll find the booster fund, the showcase treatment, the borderless cards, right? Um, for, for every set, we've really been trying to find ways to connect to that con to that resonance in the sort of the heart and what makes the set um, so awesome. And with the world about, you know, uh, it's about this gothic horror uh, it, it in, the, in the werewolves and in everything that has to offer. Um, we, we really created some, some outstanding treatments. Um, and also the other thing that's great about the collector booster, if you're a fan of the traditional foil cards, it's packed with uh, foil cards. So lo lots of goodness there. And then on, on the right hand side of your screen, what we all know and love, uh, the draft booster, um, the, the draft booster for midnight hunt, you know, it, it just, it offers that great sit down and, and play experience when you get, uh, the, you know, when you go to the pre-release, um, up, upcoming, uh, you, you'll get six of these draft boosters. Great to build, build sealed decks with as well. Uh, and, and so, so there's just, you know, there, we really are trying to make products that hit all of our fans, no matter how you love magic, we wanted to make sure that, uh, you could find it in midnight hunt. And so this is sort of the booster, uh, part of the product suite. Yeah, and uh, looking behind in that image there, you can sort of see just peeking out over the top there, uh, looks like two additional commander decks. Um, so these decks are going to be releasing alongside alongside Midnight. We can kind of get like there's there's a look. There's someone who looks a little bit vaguely blue for some reason back there. Uh, we're not going to be yeah. revealing anything about those commander decks here so far, uh, but just to say that they are uh, in the style of the... Uh, of the Strixhaven and AFR commander decks uh, that have released recently. So uh, a similar number of new cards. Um, and uh, those will be releasing alongside Midnight Hunt as well. Yeah, the, the, they were uh, they, they were peeking out of that uh, image. They were hiding behind the draft boosters there. Just, uh, yeah, the, just the, waiting the, for a jump scare, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, I saw... I, I, once I looked at the image again, I also noticed that there's a bundle. Uh, you know, we do mm -hmm. a bundle with every... Uh, with every set release as well uh so mm -hmm. midnight hunt has has a bundle as well yeah they're the images yep. have all sorts of uh, uh surprises Easter eggs, hidden surprises yeah exactly um so uh this this fall is a little bit different uh compared to what we saw last year since we have two innistrad sets so uh we have uh the include we have midnight hunt coming uh, in September, uh, into October, and then Crimson Vow coming uh, in November. Now we are. This is definitely way too early to start talking a whole lot concretely about uh, about Crimson Vow, but we did want to make sure that we showed off just a, just a little bit of what we have coming up for there as well. Um, so, Sean, if we could move towards uh, some of the key art and uh, some of the landscape cards, you can see there we go. Uh, unsurprisingly in our Innistrad set centered around vampires of course we have the return of Soren uh looking just as dashing as ever there in that piece um now uh as we're sort of looking through taking a look at the uh the product lineup for for Crimson Vow uh Mike if you, and and Ethan uh if you could talk a little bit about sort of the uh the connective tissue between these two sets or like how they relate to one another um Let's uh, let's talk about what people can expect. Right. So as as Midnight Hunt is about werewolves, Crimson Vow is about vampires. 
there are going to be some mechanics that cross over between the two sets, so they, they share mechanics, um, but some of them have, have some different mechanics from each other. Each one is a fully draftable set on its own. Each one is a large magic set with everything you would expect for a self-contained magic set. They just both happen to take place in Innistrad. Yeah, yeah, and, and the uh... oh, go ahead. To add on to what Ethan was saying, like, you know, we really viewed this as, you know, a, a one-two punch, right? Like, there's there's just so much goodness of Innistrad. It is, you know, every time we go out and talk with our players, Innistrad comes back as the favorite plane that uh, Magic has done, and so we knew that we wanted to offer more than just what we could do in one set. Uh, and so by doing Midnight Hunt and Crimson Val, it lets us highlight werewolves and vampires and, and all of the gothic horror tropes and goodness that that there is to offer. Uh, and so we there we just saw this as a great opportunity to give more Innistrad to players uh, and our fans who've, who've loved it for so long. Yeah, and fans and, uh, of uh, at... zombies, spirits, and humans, don't be afraid. There's there will be plenty of goodies for you in those sets as well. Exactly. Yeah. The uh, the background you can see just in in this art and uh, in the the background of the Soren piece there also uh, large gothic spooky magical castles, which are uh, among my most favorite things in in all of fantasy and all of its mediums. Uh, so I am extremely here for all of this. Um, yeah, great, great looking pieces. And uh, Crimson Vow, I think, is going to really delight a lot of folks uh, hitting on all those classic vampire tropes. Um, so taking a look at chat, it seems like people are excited for preview cards. There's, I don't know, I'm getting, I'm getting a sense that there are people who want to see preview cards. And I think, I think we've, we've uh, teased everybody long enough. So Sean, tell you what, let's start talking previews and let's showcase our very first one. Uh, this is Join the Dance. Uh, Join the Dance is a green-white uncommon sorcery. Uh, create two 1-1 one, one white human creature tokens, and it has flashback for three, a green and a white. Uh, so we were talking a little bit about the, the Harvest Tide Festival uh, and, you know, the humans of, of Innistrad banding together to sort of uh, gather ancient magics to try to combat the the ever encroaching night and this is sort of a a representation of some of those those humans and the rituals that they're engaging in um so yeah let's let's talk a little bit about the the design of this card and and some of the mechanics here we see flashback that's that's a cool nice returning mechanic right flashback is returning this is a very old mechanic this was from odyssey originally i believe which was the late 90s um and it also appeared in the original innistrad set notably We've never done a multicolor card with flashback before. We are doing that for the first time here. That'll allow us to make some powerful spells that would be too strong or do something too crazy for a single colored card to do. So we're gonna get some some good, powerful multicolor flashback here. Definitely. Um, really happy to see flashback making a comeback. Um, I know for me, I cut my teeth on Innistrad Limited when I was like really starting to, to go full on into magic and uh, casting travel preparations was probably the first feeling that I had in Limited of like, oh, I'm I'm doing something that I shouldn't be able to do. Like, this is, yeah. this is great. Um, 
And uh, so seeing join the dance here, uh, this time creating the things that could receive the plus one plus one counters that travel preparations would use. A uh, ton of fun uh, and awesome to see. Um, just taking a look at, at, at chat here. Just to uh, sort of get this out of the way, I don't want to, I, I, I hate to be this person to let down folks a little bit. We have some really cool cards that we're going to show off today. We don't have any werewolves to show off today. There is something a little bit different and a little bit new this time with the way werewolves work in Innistrad Midnight Hunt. We're not quite ready to reveal it yet, but uh, you can be assured there are plenty of incredible werewolves of all kinds, and uh, we're going to be showing off more of those as we get closer to the official preview season. Uh, that being said, uh, we have other additional preview cards coming our way here. Uh, Sean, let's pull up Triskai Decafile. Triscuit well Thank you. Thank you. Uh, costs one and a blue. It is a 1-3 creature human wizard. Uh, with the rules text, you have no maximum hand size. Then at the beginning of your upkeep, if you have exactly 13 cards in your hand, you win the game. Uh, and then an activated ability of three and a blue to draw a card. So, uh, okay, help me out here. One, uh, Triscuit Deca what? And... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, what? 13? What, what? What is going on here? Walk me through this. Right, so Innistrad has a sort of recurring motif of the number 13, which, at least in uh, Western culture, is an unlucky number, and so, therefore, horrific in some way. And so uh, we've, we've made lots of different cards with the number 13 on it in various ways, and it gets harder every time we make uh, an Innistrad set, but we keep on coming up with new ideas. Uh, there was, as you can see on the screen here, Triskaidekaphobia was a card from Shadows Over Innistrad, which made somebody lose the game if they had 13 life. Triskaidekaphile loves the number 13, and so you will uh, win the game if you have 13 life, 13 cards in your hand. Excuse yeah. me. Exactly. Yeah. Um probably not the first time we are going to see reference to the number or not the first nor the last time uh seeing the number 13 referenced uh throughout the set but yeah no what an awesome way to uh yeah sort of continue the the running themes that we've seen in uh in previous Innistrad sets and uh you know just share share the love this time instead of the fear there's nothing to be afraid of you know i mean she's just collecting hands like there's nothing <laughs> to be afraid of there um it's all about it's all about the love love of number 13 yeah it, it, and, it, and, and I, it's certainly a card you can see if, if you're a commander player right playing a playing a control deck in commander it's certainly a a good a good addition both the no maximum hand size and the alternate win condition uh that, that's certainly oh and of course drawing cards right it, it really uh can be a, a fun uh extra way to to win the game yeah and, just oh, to call and, it out uh Oh, sorry, oh, Mike. I, gonna, I think you were about to say something similar. I was, yeah, I was about to call out, and you can see on the on the right hand side, uh, there's a bundle promo. So in the the bundle that we were showing earlier, uh, every one of those has uh, this alternate art uh, promo card that you can get uh, when you purchase the bundle. Yeah, a great little addition to uh, to that bundle. All right, now. Uh, so we know Midnight Hunt is all about werewolves. There's going to be tons of them throughout the set. 
Uh, however, the uh, Innistrad has always had a strong focus on creature types, especially the monstrous creature types and the humans that are fighting against them. And uh, zombies have been a huge part of Innistrad ever since its conception. So uh, to sort of lead into that, we have a, a, a zombie card that I think a lot of longtime folks are going to get a kick out of. Uh, Sean, if you could bring up Champion of the Perished. That is Perished with an E-D at the end. Uh, Champion of the Perished uh, costs a single black mana. Uh, does creature type zombie a 1-1? One, one. And with the, the text, whenever another zombie enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one, plus one counter on Champion of the Perished. Uh, all right. All right. I think, I, think I, see, I think I see what's going on here. But, but Ethan, Mike, walk me, walk me through this. Well, this is a uh, reference to a card from the original Innistrad set, Champion of the Parish, which is basically the same card, except it's white, and it cares about humans instead of caring about zombies. Champion of the Parish. Yeah, a, uh, a really great way to both, like, you know, support the zombie creature type and uh, potentially offer some, some really fun new deck choices for people in Standard and other formats. Uh, uh, a great uh, callback to the original set and also sort of a nice way to showcase that ever encroaching uh, evil and terror happening on this plane, right? I mean, uh, this was a an iconic human creature in the original Innistrad block, and now it is, you know, uh, it, it's corrupted foil sort of appearing here as a zombie in this set, which is super cool. Uh, and we can also see that it is the buy a box promo for the set. Yeah, so uh, uh, and the, the way the buy a box program works is uh, for participating stores and while supplies last, uh, players who buy uh, a display box, uh, they'll the store will have a buy a box card that they get as well. And because it's a little hard to see uh, in the digital format, I do want to call out both the champion of the perished that we're looking at here, the buy a box card that'll be in a traditional foil. And the uh, the Triskaidekaphile, the the bundle promo, that's also a foil in the bundle. Um, so I, I just I wanted to highlight that because showing foils digitally is always uh, it's always a challenge. But always a challenge. Assured, yep. Yeah. Rest assured, you get this awesome art uh, in the this great treatment, uh, and it comes in foil as well. So lots to love there. Excellent. Yeah, just two fantastic pieces there uh, from Darken and Kick Kotaki. Just really cool card. Um, now, one of the other cool things that it are, you know, something that should, that should be on top of mind here is that, uh, you know, we have standard rotation coming up. Uh, we are about to enter a phase where a lot of cards previously in standard that, uh, you know, see play as sort of like the staples of the current format are going to rotate out. And Midnight Hunt is a... Uh, going to be a place where we're going to see some some new cards that you're going to see pretty frequently here in in new standard uh that are also going to appear in promo packs going to wpn stores so let's talk about some of these like staple effects that you're going to be seeing uh for some time here let's start with consider <clears throat> consider is a blue instant costs a single blue mana uh it's a common look at the top card of your library you may put that card into your graveyard and then draw a card so this is a yep. just a, a great little you know staple instant uh sort of your your opt style card for the set yeah obviously it resembles opt 
quite a lot. Uh, opt where you scry one and then draw a card. Uh, this is a little more powerful in the context of cards like flashback cards or other cards that care about the graveyard, which if you've if you've played an Innistrad block before, you know there are a lot of cards that care about the graveyard or are more powerful if they're in the graveyard. So this can uh, get you a little edge with those new cards. Yeah, uh, not surprised you're seeing some folks in the chat talking about, oh, why not Why not surveil? Uh, this might be tipping the hand a little bit, but typically with, uh, with sets like this where we have sort of the, uh, where a mechanic doesn't appear as a primary mechanic in the set, it'll, uh, uh, you'll often see unkeyworded versions of, of similar effects, right? So no surveil here is probably a sign that surveil is not going to be a mechanic in the set. However, very similar in function. Um, but yeah, no, given, uh, in Estrad, you know, it's a, it's a horror set. Obviously the graveyard plays a big component. So being able to have some synergy there with, um, filling things and putting them into your graveyard, is going to be great for, uh, for blue decks coming up with Midnight Hunt. All right. Tell you what next, let's, let's move right into the next one here. We still have a couple of previews and I want to make sure we get to all of them. Uh, let's talk about infernal grasp infernal grasp is a it's another instant it is a black uncommon costs one and a black mana uh pretty pretty straightforward rules text uh destroy target creature you lose two life uh there we go there is there is the if you're if you're looking to kill a thing dead here we are <laughs> Yeah, it's super important for the health of any format that there be strong answers to strong threats. And uh, this is a very strong one indeed. This can destroy any creature unless it has, you know, hexproof or indestructible or something. And uh, for the low, low price of two mana at instant speed, you really can't beat that. Yeah, no. Um, uh, we were chatting a little bit with uh, Ian Duke from the development team about these cards. And. Uh, he also brought up sort of the the nice or the the cool point that um, the the life loss uh, is sort of an interesting rider on this <clears throat> this sort of effect because it really uh, it's great for it, it's it's you know a classic removal spell good for controlling the board uh, but in decks that are just going to you know sit and you know sort of control the board and not you know have a, a large presence that two life does start to add up a little bit you know so in mm -hmm. the the case of the the classic aggro versus control matchup um that two life is not insignificant in some cases but eh, something tells me uh you're still going to be running this in all manner of controlling and, and mid-range decks yeah that is a good point though that it is a little more aggressively slanted than uh some some other removal spells perhaps yeah all right so we have one more of these uh <clears throat> these uh promo pack cards that i think people are going to be pretty excited about uh let's uh let's show off play with fire play with fire is a red instant it's an uncommon costs a single red mana uh play with fire deals two damage to any target if a player is dealt damage this way scry one so uh this is uh with with all standard sets you know we get this sort of like classic shock variant so this is really cool to see here having a, a shock with upside is great we've seen it before uh in the case of something like wild slash from uh, the original tarkir block um but yeah no this is a, a really good one to see for uh, the upcoming standard environment 
Yeah, this is this is a card that is well positioned against control decks. Um, you know, it's it's uh, you know, shocking a creature is fine. You'll play shock in standard pretty often, but um, this gives you a the scry one is a significant bonus if you aim it at your opponent's face, and if you're playing an aggressive deck against a control deck, that is often going to be what you're going to do with this spell because there just aren't very many uh, small creatures that you need to target. So, uh, scrying into another one of these is going to feel pretty good. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, and as you can tell, uh, for each one of these uh, more staple effects, right, we've given them uh, the, the promo pack treatment that we've been doing, uh, which is the, the version on the right. Uh, those come in uh, promo packs, which uh, stores will typically have. Uh, and they can give them out uh, as as they feel appropriate, depending on you know what their players like to do in the store. Um, you know, and, and so even like we were still making them available during the the, the past year, year and a half. Uh, but a lot of times, because play wasn't happening, then stores would be finding other ways to to give away these cards. So uh, you can find all of them in foil and in uh, non foil in the uh, the respective promo packs. Awesome. Yeah, no, I also just want to really quickly uh, call out here that uh, it is this is depicting a devil on Innistrad, and of course, a devil's idea of fun is a, a flaming throwing knife. You know, it's just good, harmless fun for all involved uh, whenever yeah. whenever we see an, a devil on Innistrad doing their business. Yeah, I love you this know that devil... <laughs> Devils yeah, find yeah. human dwellings to be oppressively cold, dark, and unburnt. Right. They, they can fix that. You, you know that that devil is going mountain, play with fire, to the face, scry one. Like, that's that's how exactly. the devil plays magic. That's, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, and, uh, you know, take it from Mike Turian, somebody who knows a little bit of something <laughs> about uh, tossing red cards to the dome. <laughs> All right. Um, so, if we, could, if we could take things back to us real quick here, we do have... One particularly cool preview card that I'm I'm excited for us to be able to show off today. Um, so you might have a, a idea at least of some of the the planeswalkers that are going to be in the set based on what we've shown so far. Uh, you know, obviously Soren coming up in uh, in Crimson Vow that looked a little bit like somebody whose name rhymes with Blarlin Blord uh, in the Midnight Hunt. Uh, key art there, but there is a, another Planeswalker coming to Midnight Hunt, uh, entering the, the lineup that we are going to be able to show off here today. So, uh, quick drum roll, and Sean, if you could pull it up. We have Rend and Seven. Uh, not six, seven. Uh, so, Rend and Seven is uh, a legendary Planeswalker Ren. Uh, Mythic Rare costing a uh, three mana, a green, and a green. Uh, starting loyalty of five with four loyalty abilities. Uh, so plus one, reveal the top four cards of your library. Put all land cards revealed this way into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Uh, that line of rules text might sound familiar to some folks familiar with Innistrad. Uh, zero for zero loyalty. Uh, put any number of land cards from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. Minus three. Create a green tree folk creature token with reach, and this creature's power and toughness are equal to the number of lands you control. And then minus eight, return all permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand. You get an emblem with, you have no maximum hand size. 
So uh, Ren and Six made uh, their debut in uh, Modern Horizons, uh, known for a, a planeswalker who likes to sort of use these uh, elemental trees uh, as sort of like almost like a body armor mech suit. And uh, uh, the, the name Six is in reference to the number of times this process has happened and sort of the, the named number of those dryads. Uh, so Ren and Seven here, uh, this is the seventh incarnation of that sweet looking tree mech suit that we sort of got going on here. Um, talk to me a little bit about this card and, and what, what it offers for the set. Yeah, it's funny. This card had a sort of unusual development process. Uh, the original Ren and Six card was put in Modern Horizons just to be like, oh my God, what's some really weird Planeswalker design we could come up with that we're unlikely to want to put in a standard set. And then, okay, the, the world building team designed a character around that card. Um, for this next card, uh, I, I led a team that did like mechanical designs for new Planeswalker characters. We thought, oh, what if we had a, a green land-based Planeswalker that made uh, tokens with reach? That could have some interesting applications. And when we brought it to the world building team, they said, well, why not Ren? You know, Ren is friends with Tree Folk, and Tree Folk could have reach. And so it's like, oh, that's great. So now we, we've we've combined this, uh, this sort of mechanical identity with an existing character that makes a lot of sense. And Ren is scary looking like... That is a scary monster dryad. So I think that <laughs> Ren and Seven will be uh, quite at home on the horror world of Innistrad. Yeah, no, and you can see here we have both uh, the standard version and the uh, the borderless version uh, with art by Bram Sells, uh, original by uh, Hale and Wacho. Um, the uh, you know in recent years we've done these uh, these borderless treatments on all of the, the the planeswalkers from our main sets and so happy to see that uh that style make a return here uh, both incredible looking pieces and uh yeah I'm, I'm excited to see what this card can potentially do in standard now if i'm if i'm remembering right that plus one is just mulch right that's like one for one i think the uh the original uh, yeah, card. yeah that, that's, that's exactly that's exactly mulch um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. In, in, in speaking to the the borderless treatments, so when we're talking about that product lineup, you can find those in the draft boosters, the set boosters, the collector boosters, right? Where we're always. And one of my favorite things about the border, I mean, I love the borderless treatment, but I I just love that we get to show off, you know, two different takes on the same character. Uh, you know, planeswalkers are just so so amazing. And to be able to have two different artists do their version uh, is great. And I'm really excited that we're bringing Ren to standard for the first time, right? Because it, because Ren was in Modern Horizons, this is uh, this is the first time that you'll be able to play Ren in standard. Uh, and, and and Ren in seven does an awful lot for five mana. Absolutely. Um... All right, Sean, if we could come back to us real quick here. Um, just as a heads up, uh, we mentioned it on Twitter before, but uh, there's also a daily MTG article that's being published, should be live right now already, actually, uh, that's going to have all the information that we've talked about here on stream. Uh, the card previews will also be there. So if you're joining us late, have no fear. Check out daily MTG uh, and 
if the cards aren't be uh, aren't previewed and available on the site now, they will be very soon. So uh, keep an eyeball out there if you've missed any part of this stream so far. Um, that being said, we do have one last thing to show off from Midnight Hunt in particular before we head out for the day. Um, something really cool. I got a huge kick out of these the first time I saw them. Um, I have a uh, an illustrated copy of Frankenstein sitting behind me, and these pieces of art really, really took me back. Uh, so let's take a look. These are the Eternal Night basic lands. Wow. Yeah, uh, those are amazing. Very different from anything we've ever made before. Yeah, you can see we have uh, one set by uh, a whole cycle by Dan Mumford down on the bottom here, and then uh, a couple of other artists, uh, including Elena Danner, uh, Evan Cagle, and a few others here up top. These are fantastic black and white lands. Um, now, Mike, talk to me a little bit about where we can find these cards in the set. Yeah, they, uh, first off, I, I, I'd also like to gush over about <laughs> how fantastic these turned out. I see, I see chat going, uh, it, bringing that equal amount of excitement. Right. So for the the showcase Eternal Nightlands, uh, you can find them in uh, every every draft booster will have one. Uh, in the set booster, every set booster will have one. Uh, and there's actually in the set booster there's a dedicated slot where that slot will occasionally upgrade to the traditional foil treatment. So in the set booster, you're typically going to get a non-foil version, but um, you do get an upgraded foil version in addition to the other foil you get. And then if you're like, hey, I really want that traditional foil, uh, every collector booster has one of these 10 Showcase Eternal Nightlands uh, in it, in traditional foil. Uh, so that, that's something that you can expect. And it's one of the ways that we really want to highlight highlight these this treatment. Uh, what, and since we're talking about uh, foils, uh, Chris, I will, I'm just going to go right into you can also, one thing that, once again, hard to show digitally, there is a high gloss pin line treatment, right? So as we're as you're mm -hmm. looking at the card, see that that green border here as we're looking at the forest? We we hit that with the high gloss spot gloss. Also, the, um, the, the mana symbol has that on these cards. Uh, and so, you know, it, once again, digitally, it's not it's not possible to really convey it but um i've i've held some of these in my hand uh and it's it's a really striking treatment uh that you can find both on the non-foil and on the traditional foil version so i'm i, I really love how that came out and it just adds even more to already stunning cards absolutely yeah i've uh, had the chance to see some some video i haven't held them in in my hands in person but uh yeah the the pop on the uh, the pin lines and and the mana symbols looks really great um now mike just to clarify did you say draft boosters for these as well yeah yeah that that's okay right. the the draft booster the draft booster has a dedicated slot um it'll have one of these 10 uh lands in that slot um so you, you get you get one in every draft booster. The draft booster also uh, can have these in foil, uh, but that's uh, uh, far far more scarce. Right on, right on. Yeah, no, those are fantastic, and I'm really excited to uh, to get a new set new set of draft lands uh, using all the arts here. 
All right, taking a look at chat. Uh, we actually, uh, that, that is all that we have to share for the day here today. We've gone through a lot of really cool previews. Uh, Sean, if you want to just cycle through a couple of these real quick in case we have any folks who joined us late and might have missed anything. Um, really great uh, getting a first look here at Midnight Hunt. Uh, like I said, um, we have a daily MTG article that is going live and, and will be continue to be updated right now that will have all the information, all the cards, things we've revealed and talked about here today. Um, with more to come for Innistrad Midnight Hunt uh, in a couple of weeks. So expect to hear back from us and hear more. But just before we, we really dive into preview season, wanted to make sure that uh, we we gave you a little, little sneak peek of things. Um, asking a lot or seeing a lot of questions in chat, Mike, really quick about um, whether or not the Eternal Nightlands are appearing in the bundle. Is that, uh, are you able to, to share that with us today? If, if you're asking me the question, I, I suppose I am able to share that. Uh, so uh, uh, the, bun the the way you get those in the bundle is there are there are packs in the bundle, there are boosters in the bundle, and those boosters will have uh, those basics in, in them. We also create for both the bundle and the commander deck, I'll, I'll, I'll call them uh, a, a regular uh, mm -hmm. basic land. Uh, and so... The, the lands that you get in the bundle uh, and in the commander decks, uh, you know, it, it, aside from what you're opening up in the booster packs, aren't, it, it's not these versions, right? There's a version that's, um, right. that's more what, uh, more regular, I guess, is, uh, and, yeah. you know, it, it, right. And that's, that's a question we always get. Uh, one thing that I do like that it does is it gets to show off just more of the world. Uh, and so mm -hmm. I'm, I'm glad that we create some additional landscape pieces to really show off the the world in the plane of Innistrad. Yeah. Um, that being said, you know, given that you're going to find these in all kinds of boosters, probably won't be too tough to get your hands on them, very similar to other full art lands in the past. Um, and uh, yeah, those those sort of regular lands are also going to be a little, just a tiny bit harder to, to come by than normal, but luckily there's a nice nice stack of them in the bundle. Um, but yeah, that is all that we have to share for today. Um, thank you all so much for joining us. It's been great. Thank you so much to Mike and Ethan. Uh, it's been really great hearing your, your insights about the development of the set. And uh, yeah, can't wait, to, can't wait to learn more. Yeah, thanks for having us, Chris. I'm I'm super excited. You know, coming back to Innistrad's, it's it's awesome. I was so glad to get to work on it and just be a part of such a, a, a an amazing world. Absolutely. Yeah. The, All right. The original Innistrad is a tough act to follow, but uh, we're gonna try. We're gonna try, and we're gonna try it twice. Even it'll be cool. That's right. We got two right. shots. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, like uh, checking out chat again. Like I said, have no fear. More werewolves are coming. There are going to be more werewolves that you can possibly, possibly shake a stick at. Um, werewolves don't like it when you know you shake the stick they at them. Don't play fetch. Couldn't risk they having don't. them show up. No, they they really don't. Um, but yeah, stay tuned. In a couple of weeks, we're going to go way deep on uh, Midnight Hunt. It's going to be a great time. Um, next week we'll have another great show. Blake will be back, and uh, yeah, we can't wait to see you then. But until then, you all have a great day. Bye. Chill.